Uh, happy to bring in, should say, happy to bring back uh, Rich Hammond of the Orange County Register covers the Los Angeles Rams. Rich, how are you? Oh, you know what would be awesome? If I pressed the button that actually allowed Rich to be on the air. Hi, Rich. I'm sorry. It's my first day on the radio. Welcome to the show. That's okay. It's my first day, too. Be- nice. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through this together, buddy. We'll get this through the, uh, together. The last time we talked, uh, the Los Angeles Rams were, were signing up a whole bunch of free agents. Uh, since then, they've locked in Khalil Mack long-term. Like, do you... Is the way we were looking at the contracts and the way that they were shaped? Is this basically a, a, a two-year plan for the Rams? I think it might go a little bit longer, but yeah, I, I think kind of what you're hinting at here maybe is you, you you have to have some success when you have your quarterback under his rookie contract, and and that's where they are right now with Jared Goff, and and that just uh, just based on the way the NFL salaries are structured now, that's that's kind of your window. If you have a young quarterback on his on his still on his rookie deal. Uh, and you can win, that, that's when you do it. it. It doesn't mean you can't win beyond two years. It just means you, 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 your tightrope gets a little bit narrower, I guess you could say. You have to be much more careful about the decisions that you make, and uh, maybe you don't have quite the depth that you might have. So, yeah, certainly, you know, these next couple of years, while Jared is still under that deal, and like you said, they now have guys like Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, uh, these guys locked up for multiple years. I, I certainly think you could say that the window is now open for them to start having some potentially championship success. Rich, uh, taking Aaron Donald out of the equation because he was there last year, obviously he was the biggest signing to keep him and get him going, and now he's available. But of the new guys, they did spend a lot of money elsewhere and other players to bring into the Rams. Who do you anticipate having the biggest impact on this year's team? I would say it's probably Marcus Peters uh, because you, you talk about you know, like you said, they had Aaron Donald last year. They they did a, a really good job last year, even without Indomitian Fu, of, of getting pressure on the quarterback. So I, I expect that'll be even slightly greater this year, having Fu and, and Donald next to each other. Uh, but I think what's changed the most is now they have those guys on the back end who are really kind of aggressive cornerbacks, and, and Marcus Peters is at the top of that list. So the thought process here is you load up the front with Donald, Sue, and Brockers, you turn them loose on the quarterback and make the quarterback, you know, force him into some some bad throws or bad circumstances, and then those ball hawking uh, cornerbacks, you know, P- uh, Peters and Akeem Talib, uh, really go after it. So Marcus Peters is a guy I'm looking at, you know, really in his prime years right now. Has a lot to play for because he's right at the end of his rookie contract. So. He's going to be looking to cash in real soon. And uh, a guy I think uh, could really, really fit nicely within that Rams defense. Uh, Rich, on a team that is loaded with names and loaded with talent, uh, is there uh, uh, perhaps a, a guy that we're going to see tonight that we don't really know about who's going to make or who could make a big impact for the Los Angeles Rams this year? Yeah, I'd keep an eye on some of those linebackers. It's a position of concern. Uh, just because there's a lot of uncertainty, a few a few young guys uh, or guys who have, haven't started yet. But, you know, obviously the, the focus of the Raiders will be and must be on, on kind of slowing down those, those three guys up front. Uh, but I, I think that could present some opportunities for a couple of these younger linebackers. I look at a guy like Samson Abukam in particular, who uh, was kind of a reserve last year. Still kind of a raw player as a second-year guy, but the one thing he can do really, really well is, is get to the quarterback quickly. And, and I think if you see the Raiders get a little preoccupied with, with stopping Sue and, and 
McDonald and those guys that, that maybe Samson can sneak in there uh, and have some impact on the game. I, I liked his game last year in a more limited role. Um, he, he does need to take some strides just from a technical standpoint. He's, he's not the, the best just yet, but uh, he, he's a guy who I, I think could be a surprise player this year. Rich, going back to the preseason, it was kind of an organizational philosophy seemingly to not play the number ones and some guys at all. Was that received yeah. well? Was that kind of the plan for, from the get-go? Yeah, yes and no. You know, they, they ended up playing the Raiders in the second week of the preseason, which absolutely nobody was happy about. Both both Gruden and McVay were very upset by that uh, to, to land in the preseason and then land in the season opener. Uh, so they kind of, I, I think, both mutually decided, hey, you know what, we're just not going to do it. We're not going to play the starters in, in those games. And then uh, McVay decided in the third week on his own, he had a, an injury issue on the offensive line that, that maybe might have taken one of his guys out. Uh, so I, I think it just kind of dominoed from there. He, he decided uh, if you couldn't have your offensive line intact, then you weren't going to put your quarterback out there. And if you weren't going to put your quarterback out there, then there's no use in putting your receivers out there. Uh, they did get the defensive guys out there for a couple series. But I think to supersede all of this is, is just the idea that Sean didn't want to risk those injuries. I mean, you saw every week in the preseason, it looked like there were one or two uh, significant injuries. And, and the Rams, you know, maybe not having quite the same depth that they did last year, I, I think just didn't want to risk it. Uh, so we'll see. It's a chance. They're, they're certainly taking a chance uh, by doing that. So if they come out rusty tonight, then uh, maybe McVay will take some, some criticism for that. But uh, he, he thought it was the right thing to do. Rich Hammond covers the Los Angeles Rams uh, for the Orange County Registry with us here. Uh, register, excuse me, with us here on the lowdown. Uh, Sean McVay, it, what type of is he a players' coach? Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, and it, it's not just the age thing. You know, it, it, you might look at it and say, well, he's thirty-two years old. Of course, you know, he's he's very uh, close to those players' age or even younger than than a couple of them. But uh, I think it's more like he commands that respect. Uh, but but he also gives it to him too, and, and I think Sean did that right with his first day, with his with his first practice. I mean, he he inherited a bunch of guys who really hadn't won very much, uh, but I, I think he treated them with respect. I, I think he treated them off the get go like uh, they were guys who should win football games, not like they were guys that he had to change or mold or or improve or whatever. Uh, I, I think he instilled a confidence in them. Uh, right away that that they really appreciated and it was really a fresh attitude a very positive attitude everything Sean does is you you read his comments or listen to his comments and he's he's very positive about everything that he does so I think the players uh, pick that up and and I think Sean has also done a good job of hiring assistant coaches who kind of reinforce that message too I think maybe the previous uh, group was sometimes a little bit too negative maybe a little bit too sarcastic or or what what have you and, and i think this group has been very very positive uh and very encouraging so uh it helps that they won 11 games last year uh, so if they if they have some uh struggles then maybe that changes a little bit but uh but these guys have really bought into that message Rich, what seems to be an appeal about this year's rams team is the balance offensively defensively it doesn't seem to be at least going in a lot of holes in their in their top you know line guys on each side of the football. But if you had to pick one, are they more likely to win games this year because of their offense or because of that defense? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, I actually hadn't thought of it that way, but I, I think they probably win more games because of the defense. You know, the offense last year, as you said, remarkable, remarkable turnaround, great success. Uh, but now defensive coordinators have been able to study that offense for an entire year. They have 16, 17 uh, 
that sort of thing. So you, you can expect that you know defensive defensive coordinators are going to be a little bit wiser to John McVay than they than they were last year. Now, obviously, he will counterattack that and have some new ideas. Uh, but I really think that this year kind of starts with that defense and, and getting that pressure on the quarterback, creating turnovers. Um, I, I think that maybe the way that I would put it is, is if the defense struggles more than we think it will, uh, I think that's a problem just, just based on, um, you know, some of, the, some of the issues that the offense might deal with. But really, really looking forward to see how that defense sets the tone, and uh, I tend to think it will. Knowing that they're a little bit of like the – hunted so to speak right now you mentioned they won 11 games they got to know that they're uh, a favorite to be playing in February Um, are they embracing that or are they ignoring it yeah I I think they're kind of embracing it Uh, you know what they just enjoy it because there's so many guys still on this team who went through those tough years whether it was you know 2014 to 2016 I mean, a lot of these veteran guys went through that. A Roger Saffold, Todd Gurley went through that. Even Jared Goff, his rookie year, where it was just, like you said, you know, every game, it just seemed like the season was never going to end uh, because uh, because things were going so poorly. So when you went through what some of these guys went through in 2016 uh, or earlier, I, I think they're just having so much fun with it. I don't think they see it as pressure or as a negative. It's just they are so happy to be able to enjoy some success and, and to be able to go into games feeling confident and feeling like they can win, um, that, that the sense I've got is, is just that they're just really happy with that scenario. What have they shared with you as you know you get ready for tonight's first game for them uh, about the Raiders and the matchup tonight? What do they think about uh, the Raiders? Yeah, there's there's a concern just because of the fact that you know John Gruden's been out of the league for ten years and uh, he's not a guy. Also, obviously, like you said, we didn't they didn't play. Uh, their starters in the preseason game either, so they didn't give up a whole lot. So I, I think there's a concern just about the uncertainty uh, of you know what kind of offense is he going to run? How is he not really you know not unlike McVay last year, where it's a, a new guy, a very bright offensive mind. Uh, even though Gruden you know has a track record, he has a history that you can look back on. Um, it's still a new coach with a new scheme, and maybe he uses that personnel in a lot of different ways. Uh, so I think there's some concern about how that Raiders offense um, is going to look and, and the things that he can do. But, you know, fascinating just because of the long history between uh, Gruden and McVay, basically kind of a mentor-mentee relationship there. You wonder who has the edge. Who knows the other one better? Obviously, Sean McVay has studied John Gruden for years and years and years. Uh, and knows a lot about him. But on the flip side, John Gruden helped train Sean McVay as a coach. So he knows a lot about Sean McVay. So really fascinated there to kind of see who who wins the uh, the battle of the wits. But uh, I, I think it could be a, a closer game than a lot of people are expecting. What was the reaction, if you were privy to it, in the locker room regarding the Khalil Mack news? Yeah, I mean, uh, we asked Aaron Donald about it. You know, basically he was the highest-paid defensive player in the league for about 20 hours, I think, or <laughs> somewhere in that range. But, uh, you know, he kind of laughed it off and said, no, you know, I, I got my uh, I got my money, so so I'm good. So, yeah, they, 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 as far as the trade is concerned, they, they said everything you kind of would expect them to say, which mm-hmm. is that, you know, well, gosh, they're still a good team, and, you know, we're not worried about Khalil Mack now. I mean, Todd Gurley made a joke about it at one point, like, you know, I'm just happy I don't have to hit, get hit by Khalil Mack. Um, 
so publicly, as you might expect, they, they said all the right things about, you know, not disrespecting the Raiders or not taking them any more lightly than they previously would. But look, you have to be realistic about it and you have to understand that that, that defense isn't the same uh, without Khalil Mack. So I, I'm sure the Rams have looked at how the Raiders might adjust, um, you know, who's filling in, are they going to see some Arden key or what, what's going to happen there. Um, but uh, yeah, publicly they, they pretty much stuck to script and, and didn't say anything outrageous. Gruden, John Gruden is the biggest personality, I think, by a long shot in the Raiders locker room, probably in a lot of locker rooms. Who's the biggest personality yeah. in the Rams locker room? Oh, I'd have to say it's a keep to leave right now. Uh, okay. uh, you can definitely, uh, <laughs> you can definitely, when you walk in there, you could, the, the noise uh, uh, definitely emanates from, from one end of the locker room, and, and that's where the cornerbacks uh, are, are located. And really, it, it's not, it, it's a key, but it's kind of like, he's kind of the magnet for, for the rest of those guys. You can kind of see he's like the, he's like the sun that everybody else kind of, kind of orbits around. Um, so uh, he, he's really drawn a lot of uh, attention and a lot of respect from those guys in there. But there's no question when you when you enter the locker room, you know exactly where the music's coming from. You know exactly where the laughter is coming from. And uh, the, the epicenter is, is a keep to leaps locker. Well, I'm guessing this this might might be your last time in Oakland. So uh, hmm. enjoy it. Uh, be careful using the bathroom. It gets a little dicey <laughs> when you flush the toilet, Rich. So, uh, just I'll, I'll watch where I step. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, there you go. Just, just be careful. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you, Rich. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the season. Hopefully, we talk again soon. Sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. All Thank right, you. that is Rich Hammond, the Orange County Register. Uh, one of our favorites covers the Los Angeles Rams. 